For more information about this episode, you can go to Amazon.com and type in Larry Ife, and you can select the explicit version of the autobiography. I go into more detail with that one. Or you can get the base version. You can go to Amazon.com or you can go to LarryIfe.com. That's the website. Um, it should be up and running. Um, either way, LarryIfe.com or Amazon.com and you will find the full story in base detail or explicit detail. All right. This is the introduction. The rest of the episode is about to begin now. Hey, my name is Larry Ife. This is episode 189. It is called I Would Kill Myself. I Want to Kill Myself, but there's always a but involved when you, when you want to kill yourself. Um, here's the deal. A lot of people talk about, um, well, actually, a lot of people don't talk about certain things. They don't talk about the realities of addiction or they don't admit they have addictions. And I love talking about it because it frees you. It gives you power. Some people don't talk about it because it's so there's a dirty side, a dirty, ugly, nasty, dark side of it. And that's why a lot of times the church loses people because the church sometimes just doesn't want to hear it. Like my book. I wrote my book in two versions, a base version and an explicit version. Most people in the church will want to hear about addictions and, and things of that nature, but they'll most likely want to hear the base version. It gives a nice basic story of it. I know my mom and dad and people like that that never experienced the streets or addiction will not want to read the explicit version because I go into more details. The exact same stories, but I go into more details. I go into more of the, the pain and the anger and the, the things like that. I'm a little more descriptive in the explicit version. But here's what I want to tell you. I want to show you something why addiction is mental health. So pay attention real quick. Here is a night. I, I did episode like this before, but here's an, an actual night that happens. And you have to understand how much depression, suicide, shame, and guilt are involved with addiction. So check this out. I would work for my uncle, right? I wake up in the morning. I would go to work all day. I would be excited to go to work because I knew I'd get $100 cash in my pocket. I wouldn't be excited because I'd be making money. You know, that's like I save money for college or to buy a house. I knew that at the end of the day, I could buy some drugs. That's literally where your brain goes. I knew I could buy some drugs. So imagine working all day, getting paid $100, and coming home, calling your dope boy on the way home and said, Hey, I got 50 bucks, cash, come holler at me. And he brings you, you know, 50 bucks worth. I would take it, put it on a plate. You know, if I got some, let's say I got hard, let's say I got crack. It don't matter if you get cracked out or coked out or smoked out. It doesn't matter. Let's say I got cracked, okay? I would take the four little pieces I got. I'd be so excited. I'd get ready to FaceTime a friend. You know, her and I might do some sex stuff on the phone. Or I got pornos on my phone to look at. Or I got some pictures on my phone. Whatever it is, it's something sex-related for me. I'm sitting there. I'm excited. After I go through, I'm at my own place, you know what I'm saying? After I go through half of it, I start getting depressed. Why am I getting depressed? I'm seeking a depression. Because, not because I have bills to pay. Not because I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm getting depressed because I'm almost out of drugs. That's all I care about. I'm almost out of drugs. I need more drugs. I only got $50 left. So, I will literally call my guy. Hey, look. I got 50 man. Come, hey. I really don't want to spend 40 man. So I have a couple bucks on me. Can I spend 40 He's like, yeah, cool. Here I come. 
because he knows I got cash money on me still. Now I'm excited again because I have a little bit left on me and I'm about to get some more. I'm about to get high some more. I smoked through the rest of the stuff I had on me, the original $50. I smoked through the rest of that. And now I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm waiting for my boy to call me. He's not calling. He's not calling. I call him every five minutes. Where you at, dude? I need some more. What's up? I got the cash. He finally pulls up. I'm excited again. I'm excited to give away my hard-earned money. I give him 40 more dollars. I still got 10 bucks on me. And he says, hey, if you want some more, tell me now. Because I'm going to run out later on. All right, fuck it. Here, I'll spend the 50 with you, but you got to give me something good. He give me something that's quote-unquote good. I'm happy. I go in the house. I go through my routine. Pornos. Pull my dick out. <laughs> Put it on FaceTime. Look at pictures. Now, I'm almost done again. And guess what? I'm depressed once again. I've gone to a deep depression twice within a matter of two hours. Why am I so depressed? Not because of, not because I, 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 um, you know, didn't do anything that day after work. I'm depressed because I have no more drugs. I have no more drugs. I don't care about anything else. I have no more drugs. Nothing else matters. I don't care if I had some eggs in a pot boiling on a stove. I wouldn't care about those fucking eggs because I need some drugs. In fact, I'd be trying to figure out a way to sell those damn eggs if I could. So I'm sitting there. No more drugs now. I'm at the end of my drugs. I got one more hit left, maybe. I'm at the end of my drugs. I got nothing left. I called my dude. Hey, look, I got a, I got this watch. I talked about it before in the episode, but I want to do it again because you got to hear that. You got to understand the depression level of it, of it this time. Hey, I got a watch. Man, it's a seven hundred dollar watch. Just come through. I know you've seen it before, man. Just give me something, man. Just tell me. Matter of fact, just give me sixty. And if I don't give you the money tomorrow, you can keep it. If I don't give you hundred dollars tomorrow, you can keep it, dude. He's like, word. Y'all come. He comes through. He gives me the 60. He's got the watch. Now I'm depressed again. I'm happy I got more drugs, but I'm depressed because why? Now I'm in the hole. hundred fucking dollars. And if I work tomorrow, that's all I'm going to make. So I'm going to be working tomorrow just to pay off my bill from today. But oh well. I'm still getting high. I still got a little bit. Hey, I got $60 worth. I'm getting high still. I smoked through that. And now the reality sets in. I'm once again, I'm super depressed again. I'm depressed because when you do drugs, you get super high and then your body goes super low. Now I'm super low. I have no more drugs. I'm depressed from that. I was depressed early when I almost ran out. And I was depressed time a couple hours earlier than that because I almost ran out. That's four times of a deep depression because of drugs. Now I check my, now I check my phone. I fall into a deeper depression. I'm in like the fifth circle of hell now. Because my son wants me to come over, but I, I, I can't because I'm high. I forgot I was supposed to come over and watch movies with him. Now I'm depressed. I feel like shit. Horrible dad. I'm lying to my fucking young son. Now I'm in a sixth circle of hell. I, I sit there and I, I try to call someone to let me borrow 40 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 something. If I get a hit, I'm excited because that's all I care about. I don't care that I don't have the money to pay him back right now. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I need drugs right now. And that depresses me more. So now I'm in the seventh circle of hell. Do you see where I'm going with this? There's a mental health problem attached to drugs. And it's the nasty reality of it. And people that say, just say no. I'm saying, just fuck off. 
it's not that easy. It is not that easy. So if you have been in someone's shoes that has an addiction, don't talk to them about that. Just say no shit. Um, if uh, Nancy Carter or whatever, if she was still alive, the president's wife, whatever her name was, I would tell her the exact same thing. It's not that easy. And I'd even call her an explicit. I'd throw in the B word or something. Because that makes me mad when people don't understand your brain literally changes the, the nerves, the neurons, protons, neutrons, whatever you got in your brain. The wires literally get crossed and they stay crossed depending on how long you've done drugs. I was, I was doing it for 20 years. My brain is completely rewired right now. Probably I got the brain of a 22-year-old or whatever. That's what they say. They say when you stop doing drugs, your mentality goes back to when you first started doing drugs. So check this out. Imagine all these levels of depression I just told you about in one night. Within a three-hour period, I've been super depressed and ashamed and guilty at least seven freaking times. The eighth time is when the reality sets in again and I have to go to sleep. Knowing I got to wake up tomorrow. Knowing I just wasted a whole day. I didn't do anything towards my books or nothing. And I got to wake up the next day and do it all over again. And I don't have any money. I, I have no Miami. I wake up in the morning, 7 o'clock. I'm excited. I found some change. I got. I take the bus to get to work. I call my uncle. Hey, unc, I'll be there in about an hour. I'll be there 8 o'clock sharp, you know. Unc says, oh, I got a flat tire. I got to take my wife to the hospital. Um, let's take the day off, nephew. Let's just pick up tomorrow. Okay, unc, that's cool. Now I slunk into the 10th circle of hell, depression. I really want to kill myself now. I got to pay this motherfucker back to get my watch. $100 that I was supposed to make today. I don't got that. I don't got the money to pay back. The other person I borrowed money from. I don't have any money for food right now. I just had to sit around all day long in my bed in the dark and do nothing. I got money for nothing. That is the reality that people don't understand about addiction. I'm fucking depressed doing this episode. I was depressed thinking about doing this episode. Um... The, the, and, and, and here's where And this is what led me to write that book My autobiography I want to be the example Of how to just get it all out there Like I always tell people Somehow nobody's ever smoked crack Or admitted smoking crack But somehow billions of dollars are being sold every year I know it ain't just me I know I'm not the only one buying it I ain't got a billion dollars I done smoked it and spent money on it be, My autobiography And a personal development plan and my business development plan and the value retention plan they're all based on the autobiography because the autobiography with my story it shows you how to open up admit what you did be real with yourself if you can't be real with yourself you can't start a business successfully and be a successful businessman you can't get into a relationship you can't enjoy life you can't do shit until you can enjoy being with just yourself and wherever you go there you are I know you've heard that saying before so like I said, I, I, I really want people to check out that book. I really want you. To, I really want you to take a chance and check out the explicit version because you gotta see. If you've never dealt with the realities of addiction, you gotta get the explicit version. You gotta hear what it's about. You gotta see how depressing and shameful and everything else it can be. And at the same time, you'll see the beauty of how God operates. I live life according to the Bible. That's my spiritual walk. And that, once I understood that God has a plan for me and God still loves me and God can still work with me, 
that is what got me out of all the depression, all the guilt, all the shame, all of everything. It got me back on track, got me writing books again. It got me doing podcasts. I mean, some of you guys are like, that shit ain't a real podcast. But anyways, it got me doing podcasts. It got me enjoying my family, you know, getting married, enjoying life, um, being able to enjoy a day, being able to work a day and come home and pay some bills, pay people back, you know. Um, yeah. It's, 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 I wrote that in the personal development plan. I talk about the steps to, to how, and I show people how God got me through this, how a personal relationship with God. Not just saying, hey, I love God. No, you gotta get personal. You gotta get really personal. That's the route I can show you. If you're not into the Christian lifestyle, there's still a section in the personal development plan that shows you how to just get spiritual. You gotta get something else. My route was the Bible. I show you how. How, how God wants you to make money, have good health, be wealthy. You can't help nobody if you ain't got no money. The Bible shows you how to do all these things, but it all starts with being real with yourself. The Bible says openly confess to one another. There's no shame. That Satan wants you to live in shame and guilt and depression. And guess what? If you have an addiction, trust me, you are living every fucking day, every week. Listen, if you get high once a week, that's 50 times a year that you are going through a severe depression. Because when you get off the drugs, you go down again. And then the next day, you got to face the reality of everybody knowing you missed work because you were high. And then you got to face the reality that your mom and dad say, Hey, I love you, son. But your mom and dad don't really know what you do. They don't know you sit around and watch pornos with your dick out all night. Or you, you had a strip club in the back of the strip club sniffing lines off some stripper's ass. Or smoking dope in a in a in a... In a basement of an abandoned house some fucking way by yourself they don't know all these things and you're like man if my parents knew if my kids knew if if anyone knew what I did they would not love me see what I'm saying imagine going through those thoughts 50 times a fucking year that's depressing for those of you that don't cuss I can pretty much bet you have not had an addiction if you did you would cuss because cuss words help you explain the unexplainable and it's hard to explain how in the fuck can you get high every fucking week and go through the same shit and let your kids down every fucking week, year after year. It's unexplainable. The only thing you can say is, what the fuck? So, hopefully those of you that listen to this, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully those of you that listen to this um, don't mind a, 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 an explicit here or there. Matter of fact, I didn't even say this. I didn't even label this episode explicit because it's not explicit. It's just my reality. It's just the way I talk sometimes when I get in these modes about this kind of stuff. And for the record, I did want to kill myself several times, but I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. And I'm glad I'm able to, to write these books and show people with my life testimony and my story how the Bible is an alt, is, an, is, a, is a, a route you can take. That's just one route. Some of you might take Buddha as a route or Confucius or... Torah or the Quran or whatever it is, just find something. Just find something. That's all I can tell you. Fucking find something. Alright. Well, now that I'm totally depressed right now, I'm about to go inside and drink some, uh, you know, eat some smoked salmon and some hot cocoa and make myself smile the right way. You know what I'm saying? Um, Alright. Well, that's a wrap episode 189. So you know 190 is next, and you also know that I have no fucking clue what it's going to be about. But when I know, I'll definitely let you know.